Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. No, not children. No, not children. Put the children to bed. Put the children in the grave. <laughs> Put the children in the soup. Yes, child soup. We're going to be watching Jason Goes to Hell. So this is the first movie that uh, that New Line Cinema took over um, in the series. And they were going for the non-traditional camp vibe. And uh, I definitely think that they nailed it. It's, it's definitely non-traditional. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, which, I mean, a lot of people dump on this movie, but I, I, this, is, this is the one that I probably remember most from my childhood. Um, I remember the VHS cover uh, at Showtime Video. Mike, you remember Showtime? Yep. Yep. Down um, at the talk of the town. Yes. Yes. That was a, a little deli um, video store by us where we grew up. And it was awesome. I loved it there. Yep. So uh, I remember I would go in and I would see this this cover. And it was so cool because like, it was all all in fire. And it had the mask with the snake worm thing on the cover. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it said, Jason goes to hell. And obviously, I was like, oh, my God, I just want to rent it because it says Jason goes to hell. And I, I can get away with saying it because I'm just reading a title. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I remember I rented it multiple times because I could never keep any of the goddamn movies straight as a kid. So I rented this one multiple times, and I was always so dis-fucking-pointed when, like, Jason was never in the movie. And I'm like, why is everybody else killing people? Where's Jason? And I just <laughs> never fucking grasped the fucking concept of the movie as a kid. That that was always my big problem with this one. Um, even now, like, it's the first Friday of the 90s. Um, yeah. And it 90, shows. 90, 93, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's it's a super 90s movie though. Like if if it didn't have Jason in it, I th- like if it was called Body Swappers, Jesus Christ, like it, it the movie just screams 90s. I Oh yeah. Yeah, everything about it is 90s and I I love the atmosphere of it. I love the 90s quality. I like how it takes place in this quirky little town that's like trying to take advantage of Jason, right? And you, you know, you've got dead. the you've got the restaurant selling Jason burgers and you know, all the goofy shit. And I think it would it would have been such a good movie had Jason been in it. Yeah, I think, and and he is in it. But if if you take this movie as it is now and just have Jason in it the whole time, you know, stalking this stupid town, and it would probably be one of the best in the series. I yeah, I agree. I think it really would, but they they just took it a little too far trying to put in the whole concept of body swapping and it yeah. just which was it wasn't big, good. Which was a huge 90s concept. Mm-hmm. There were a shit ton of movies in the 90s that all kind of focused around this like not not like demonic possession, but I guess possession in a sense. Mhm. But um, yeah. If it if it just had Jason and it, it would have been great. Like, it has 
I don't know if you if you had Jason throughout the whole thing, it would have some very comedic moments to it. Um, yeah, al- almost like kind of like part eight when he sees the hockey mask up on the billboard and he like looks at the camera. It's quirky. It's funny, and but I, I definitely think like the kills would have been absolutely amazing to see Jason, you know, go into the tent and split the girl in half with the spike. Mm-hmm. Um, or or the uh, the diner scene. All of them. Right. It would have just been amazing. Um, Yeah, but instead you have all these goofy people trying to portray Jason. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, none of them really work. No, they just... Like, you know, you have the the goofy, like, reporter guy in the suit and suspenders, and you've got the the little old bald police officer. I think the, the best one to portray Jason, just because of his size, is the coroner. Oh, yeah. Yep. He he does a good to me. He does a, a quote unquote good job being Jason. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's not Jason, but the possession of Jason, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I, I think I think he does the best, but uh, the rest just kind of seem possessed. They don't they don't seem like they're possessed by Jason. They almost just seem like zombies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then, like, the worm thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, God. It's it's sad because it it had so much potential. Um, and, unfortunately, it, it really fell short. So, uh, yeah. Little, as as you, you, they tend to do any time you take the main killer away. Of course, because you're trying to do something different. And I guess at the same time that the the Friday the 13th movies got so Jason movie, you know, like part six is a Jason movie, seven's a Jason movie, eight is definitely a Jason movie. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I can't, I can't speak on this because I don't know, but it's almost as if they wanted to go back to where Jason's, kind of a surprise and it's it's refreshing to see him like well don't overuse him that way when you do see him you you're really there you're really into it you want to see it unfortunately it was just done poorly by you know having other people portray jason right you still could have had jason and just not had him on screen correct you know a lot of point of view stuff and very Mo- kind of like the first one. Yeah, and the second one. Yeah. Jeez, the second one is Jason, and he's not on screen much. Yeah. So. Anyway, you know, we're and, talking like we've already watched the movie. I know, and... <laughs> I know, I know. We didn't even get there. Just one more thing about the if, – if you want to make it – like put Jason in it without having him in it, it would have been great if they would have killed Jason in the beginning and then – all of these killings start happening. And then you figure out like, oh, well, he was reborn through a Voorhees and yada, 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 all that. Like at the end, like, because then you'd watch the whole movie, all these kills are being done point of view. And you're like, well, well, Jason's dead. So who's the killer? Right. Then at the end, it's Jason. And then you're, you're told how it was Jason. And and I think that would have worked, but regardless, anyway, like Mike said, we're talking as if we already watched the movie, we're wasting fucking time. 
<laughs> um, because we're also going to do Jason X tonight. I think. Oh yeah, double feature. Okay, there, there we go, double feature. So, um, so we're watching this on uh, DVD. Um, I think there's only one Jason Goes to Hell DVD. They, mm-hmm. they never they never put it into box sets or anything like that because it's a new line movie and all that crap. Every once in a while, you'll see it in a two pack with Jason X. Oh yeah, yep. But it, it's just still the same movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're at the title screen. You have the metallic Jason mask, <laughs> um, yeah, with the flames, and, which is very and, triangular looking, almost. Yes. Yeah. And what's cool is I've been watching this stupid loading screen for the last half hour, waiting for Mike to get on. Obviously, the flames <laughs> come up in front of the in front of the mask, and you see the worm coming out of the the mouth and in the eye and stuff like that. And I also noticed that there's other stuff going on behind the mask that I still haven't been able to make out exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like as you can see right there, something's on the left hand side. It looks like a burn victim face, and then you get another flash of Jason himself. Okay, That's yeah, kind of neat. Anyway, enough about the movie. Let's just watch the fucking movie. So we're gonna hit play now. Oh, now I have to select whether it's unrated or rated. And who the fuck ever watches the rated version? (laughs) Yeah, right. Who does that? I don't even know. Anyway, we're going to watch the unrated version. So click unrated now. All right. All right. So this is part nine. Jason takes hell. Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I hate that I have to. To drop this volume, it drops my my share volume too. Oh. Maybe I can raise the audio on this. Oh. I see you doing it. Oh. Oh. Really? Well, yeah, you're sharing your screen. I can see everything you do. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't look at <laughs> kind that. Of the- Concept. (laughs) (laughs) Nonsense. Let's get you some subtitles. Yes, please. All right. So I can see this excellent dialogue. So this was the uh, the first one that Sean Cunningham was a part of, correct? Since the what part was he part? Was he the original four? Uh, I know he was. I know he was one, obviously. One, yeah. Uh, after that, I couldn't tell I think you. He was two, also. Jeez, that's that's shame on me. Shame on me for not knowing that. Well, yeah, you're the Friday guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're uh, we got somebody driving through the woods in a Porsche. Oh no. I don't know what that is. Oh, come on, Mr. Car Guy. It's like a Fiero. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something something yes, I it's don't something. recognize. All right, now Hang we're on, big, I can find an answer. <laughs> we're in a big log cabin. Girl See, personally, my, my favorite part of this movie is the beginning here. Oh, yeah, it's great. Until because it feels like warm. a Friday movie in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the Mets hat on and... Driving the nine, the goofy '90s sports car. Yeah, her jacket looks like it's from the '90s. The yeah, light that bulb that light bulb is. 90- <laughs> 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 oh, 
she always reminds me of uh, Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Clarice. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I know it's not, but um, it just reminds me of. Yeah. So she wanders into the shed. One is to assume that she has been to this cabin a multiple, a multitude of times. Yeah, she seems like it. I mean, she knew like, ah, the bulb's out. Let me go to the shed to get light bulbs. Right. Uh, That's Uh a Toyota Celica. There we go. 1988 Toyota Celica. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. So the door slams shut. This light now blows, and she grabs the ladder to go fix the light. So bad lights I'm curious, obviously everybody listening has probably seen this. So is this her cabin? Because like they're staking it out. She knows her way around, so it's got to be hers. And yeah, it's hard, her it's hard to say. That's all I could think. So she's changing the light bulb. Nothing much, nothing much going on. I find it very interesting. There's uh, when she takes her hat off, she has massive amounts of hair under that hat. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's actually extensions. Um, I think it's either extensions from a previous movie, or she had to cut her hair really short for a previous movie, and they wanted someone with long hair, so they put extensions on her after she takes her hat off. Yeah, huh. and like the whole reason for the hat was. So you didn't have to bother with extensions throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I like how she puts the toothpaste in the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Like there's nothing else in the medicine cabinet. I would just throw the toothpaste on the top of the sink. Like that's personally. a lot of hair. That's a lot of hair. Yeah. But you can see how poorly the extensions are done. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I would put the toothpaste on the sink as well. Dirt, the dirtiest tub ever. Yeah, that's nasty. That, that's nasty, nasty stuff. Nasty, nasty stuff. I bet it's horrible tasting, too. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, now the lights are off again. Damn those lights. Oh, back to the shed. Oh, she even said it. Damn. So she wraps herself in a towel, which this ta- she must put the best knots in towels ever, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because we're about to see some some Boy Scout knot tying on a towel. I mean, she she's here to to draw out Jason. Yes. Like if I were going to draw out Jason, I probably wouldn't remove my shoes and clothes. No. Because you know he's going to show up. Like, that's Correct. why you're there. Yeah. So you'd, you'd want to be, like, prepared to run at any given second. Oh, and there's Jason. She falls over the banister, through the coffee table, and the towel stays on. Now, some interesting little tidbits here. Yeah. She is a stunt woman. Okay. She does all of her own stunts. She she, I believe she fell off the ban- the railing. She does the car. She's literally running through the woods barefoot this entire scene, and they shot it like 16 times. Oh, wow. Her feet were cut up and bleeding. And they were like, oh, do you have one more take in you? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. And they looked at her feet, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, we don't have to do it again. She's like, no, 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 no. I could do it better. I could do it better. <laughs> so this is all legit, like. Yeah, she was 
I was like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. And of course, Kane Hodder is Jason once again. Yep. He's also a stunt man. So you have two stunt people. The only scenes where she's wearing shoes while running, or at least like socks or something, is when it's just the torso shots. Oh, okay. But when, like, she was full on the whole time. Oh, there's shoes right there. Oh, she has shoes on there. I never noticed that. He had a laser scope on that revolver. Oh, you know what they you know, say? You know, wherever the red dot goes. <laughs> you bang. <laughs> <laughs> so now they have, they've trapped Jason, and it's they're just unloading on him. which Repelling out of trees. <laughs> it almost looks as though they're shooting him, and they're in a circle. Yeah, it looks that way. Why? You know, they're going to blow him up. Why didn't they just blow him up at the start? Yeah. Like, why did they spend all that time shooting him? I, I understand, like, shooting him once, catching him off guard, and then just drop a – I mean, they just drop a bomb on him. And where did the bombs come from? I have no idea. I mean, the one guy yells, incoming. Is it? Is yeah. it like a satellite barrage? Like an airstrike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. And the guy that yells, incoming, I always, always, always – I don't – I know it's not him, but it looks like William H. Macy. Um, for anybody that doesn't know who William H. Macy is, that's Frank Gallagher in Shameless. Um, that's probably his most famous current role, at least. Him right there. <laughs> A young William, William H. Macy. Macy. What else is he in? Um, he's in Jurassic Park Part 3. He's yep, the, okay. He's yep. the dad. The dad, yeah. Yep. Um, he's in uh, Fargo. He plays the car salesman. Great. He's great in that. Uh, he plays the car salesman that has his wife kidnapped for ransom money. So now it's Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. So we had the final chapter, and now we have, and now the, we final have the final Friday. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're in Youngstown, Ohio. There's Kane Hodder. Yeah, Kane Hodder playing the – SWAT and man or security guard or Presley. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Let me see some ID. <laughs> <laughs> so Kane Hodder pats down the, the corner, which is a neat little cameo. Yep. Um, obviously Kane Hodder plays Jason, ladies and gentlemen. So he actually gets two credits in this movie. Um, so, so was Jason killed in Ohio or he was killed in New Jersey and they brought him to Ohio? It's, it's very blurry. We don't know. I mean, I, would <laughs> they, think, they blew him up in New Jersey and his body parts landed in Ohio. I would think that he was killed in New Jersey. Like the fuck is Jason doing in Ohio? Yeah. But why would they bring him to Ohio? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Well, I mean, supposedly when uh, the aliens crashed at Roswell, they were taken to uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in uh, Dayton, Ohio. So maybe that's just what happens with stuff. They don't know where else to take it, so they're like, just take take it to to Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. 
Ohio's a dump anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to all you people in Ohio. New Jersey's a dump too. So I mean, Jesus. Oh yeah. Kane Hodder as Jason. And, and Aaron, Aaron Gray. Gray. <laughs> in like the the place of honor. Oh, there, uh, there's another one. And Stephen Williams as Creighton Duke. Yes. Usually when you're looking at credits, when at the end of the credits, when it says and somebody or with somebody, it's like yeah. the place of honor. Okay. The uh, with, uh, with Duke, the, he only agreed to this movie if he could dress like a cowboy. Oh, really? Yeah, he was <laughs> like, I'll be in your movie. He was like, but I want to dress like a cowboy with a duster and a hat. And they were like, all right. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy and I want to break some fingers. And they were like, okay. For real. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some great fucking lines in this. Oh, yeah, he does. In addition to explosive trauma, multiple bullet wounds. I don't even know how he can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, he's a fucking professional, so. It's funny because the explosion, it's almost like Jason were an action figure. Right. Like, you'd think in an explosion like that, he'd be, you know broken apart a little more unevenly. Like, yeah, but it's like, here's his head, here's his here's, torso, here's yeah. his left leg, here's his right leg. <laughs> yeah, it was like somebody threw an action figure against the wall, and he just split into his various pieces. That's funny. <laughs> Terry Manfredini doing the music once again. Yes. The king. Yeah. Bubbly head. Oh, look at that. Swollen and bubble gum. And this guy's deader than shit. How dead is shit? I don't know. <laughs> then he says, strike that last comment from the record. <laughs> so, still going through the opening credits. Yeah. Decent, I, decent humor in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And Some I movies like try with the humor and just don't get it. Correct. Like uh, the 2018 Halloween. Oh God! I which I, I know we my penis. Yeah, we've already watched that one and done oh. the podcast. Yeah, well, that and was that, like a four-hour fucking podcast. Yeah, the the humor in that movie is awful. Yeah, awful. They they tried to do like Avengers humor. Yeah, it's and just, it, it just doesn't work. No, it's garbage. Yeah. And it usually hits right when they're like developing a good atmosphere in the movie. Yep. And then they try to throw in a one-liner and just kill everything. Yeah. Yep. And it's not funny. And then it kills the the development of the atmosphere. Yeah. So now we have the coroner, and he's poking at the heart with a with scalpel. a scalpel. And he's noticing that Jason's heart is filled with. Like oil. <laughs> it's it, motor oil, yeah. It's true. It's not blood. Jason it's... runs on motor oil, 10W30. Yes. High test. <laughs> High mileage. <laughs> so the heart starts beating on its own, which I think is great. And Yeah, I, I like that. And, and I guess uh, it drives him insane. I, I don't know. I, I never really got this. Is it is it already possessing his mind? 
But there's also a scene where he's covered in blood before he does anything, I believe. Yeah, we're we're never right really there, given right there. the. He's got blood all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> For no reason. We're never really given the the exact science behind as to why as to why any of this happens or we know Jason can we find out that Jason can inhabit people by crawling into them as a worm. Yes, he needs to be yeah, he needs to get inside them. But what drives this guy to go crazy and eat the heart? And what about eating the heart makes Jason possess him without the worm thing? I'm just, I'm assuming that that's like, that's the start of it. Like the worm doesn't live in Jason. It's maybe it's all of the blood and the, the stuff in Jason's heart. Okay. I have no idea. So the worm like grows inside this guy? Yeah. And then like when it basically uses up its host, it then needs to leave. Right, right. But it's it's kind of like maybe it's it's maybe it's kind of like a tapeworm. Like you don't just get a tapeworm. You ingest the tapeworm without knowing, and then mm-hmm. the tapeworm grows inside of you. Right, yeah. So maybe it's a parasite. Yeah, yeah. The Jason parasite. Yep. Well, frisk him. Oh. <laughs> Give me the old pat down. Ho <laughs> <laughs> ho. Give him the old greasy knuckle. <laughs> All right. So now the other corner comes in. And this this I didn't like this comedy here. Oh yeah, where he keeps calling him a a maggoty fuck, right? Is that what yeah. he calls him? Yeah, I think so. Hey, you dead fuck! There you go. Hey, fuck. Hey, fuck. <laughs> How you doing, you fat ass maggoty blown up fuck? He <laughs> gives him the finger. Suck it. I just. I just don't, I don't understand why he hates him so much. Yeah. Like you're in Ohio. All the killings happened in, in Jersey. Yeah. I don't know what this guy has against him. Yeah. I don't know. He moves the entire carcass out of the way and probes this guy. I'm assuming it's the back of his neck. And he mashes his face into the grate. Yeah. So he walks past the the steel door and there's uh he sees the image of Jason in the reflection. Yeah, so he's he's projecting Jason's reflection already. The the other thing that's very interesting is when he leaves the office, there's blood come, like all over his face, all over his clothes and the security guards don't even ask anything. They're just like, <laughs> "Hey, so what's the verdict, doc?" I like how it says two security men dead. Yes. But right before he kills them, they're saying, we really got that fucker good. So obviously they were with the group of guys out in the woods. Oh, yeah. Who who blew him up. So were they just like security guards that were hired to go out there and get him? Right. (laughs) 
So now we have American Case File with Chet Ubecha. <laughs> your your typical nineties cold case uh unsolved mysteries kind of twenty twenty uh, I love unsolved mysteries. <laughs> to catch a predator. Sixty minutes. <laughs> Dateline. Yes, yeah. It's it's got that whole vibe to it. <sighs> So this is where we first get to meet Creighton Duke. At this his compound. The, tr- the private training compound. Dressed like a cowboy. Yep, he is a cowboy. And the line that he gives. So they ask him, "What?" The- I'm going to say two words to you, Jason Voorhees. And he thinks of a little girl putting a hot dog through a donut. <laughs> a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I'm just going to pause. I just want to pause. We're paused at 1905. What the fuck could he mean by that? I'm going to say Maybe. two words. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Jason Voorhees. A little girl in a pink dress putting a hot dog through a donut. Maybe he's trying to say that he doesn't see him as anything frightening or nothing okay. to be taken seriously. Okay. That that's what I always thought. Like I, I never even had I never even had a fucking thought. Yeah. Because it's just so fucking ridiculous. So Yeah, it's a strange line. It, yeah, beyond strange. All right, so we're gonna hit play here, nineteen oh five. So Duke's going on about how Jason is actually a being, not necessarily a man. Yes, he wears other people's bodies. Like a man (laughs) wears a suit. For some reason, we've never seen him do this before. Correct. But Creighton Duke knows that he does this. I don't know. So obviously, he must have done it before at some point. (laughs) Yeah, we've just never seen it. Yeah, it it must have been in one of the unfilmed movies. That's true. Part five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless he was Roy. Maybe Jason really was Roy, and he was just wearing Roy's suit. That's it. Roy's body suit. Yes, his skin suit. So so Duke tells the the news broadcaster on American Case File to pay him half a million dollars and he'll kill Jason. <laughs> and this guy says, okay. Yeah. So now... So this guy's going to pay him. Only after he provides proof that Jason is still alive. Now, now, what did they say that Jason's his his body's been flown back to to Crystal Lake? Is that what they just said? I don't know. Oh, son of a bitch! All right, ladies and gentlemen, pause here. Twenty forty seven. I, I I had to go back because they say that it got flown back to. I think they say it got flown back to New Jersey. 
So we're gonna we're just gonna check what this says because that might help answer the question prior. If they flew him back to Jersey, then obviously he was in Jersey. They transported the body to Ohio. Now they brought him back to New Jersey. There's a reference to Jaws there. Is there? Yeah. He says, uh, you get the mask, the machete, and the whole damn thing. Okay. Oh. Ohio, where Jason's remains were flown to Crystal Lake. So... Jason was killed in New Jersey. His remains were flown to Youngstown, Ohio, and now he is on a killing spree from Ohio back to New Jersey. Yes. Naturally. But we don't see any of that. Ladies and gentlemen, now you can hit play. I think I had you paused at 2046 or 45. We're at 2048, so hit play, and I'll hit play as well. So 2049, 2050. Yeah, they'll get it. Now, interesting tidbit here that the woman there and the cook here were actually supposed to be swapped. The cook is supposed to be a woman and the boss was supposed to be a man. But when... When she came in to read, she just read for the boss position, and they were like, oh, my God. She's she's perfect. Well, yeah, she is. She's great. And it's just great. She's big and loud and obnoxious, and then her husband's this tiny little guy. Yeah, it's like Betty and Howard DeVille. Yes, yes. I'll take a Voorhees burger and a side of Jason fingers. <laughs> So Creighton Duke is going to kill Jason Voorhees and he needs this waitress's help. (laughs) And she says he's dead and he goes, you know, he's not. How the fuck is she supposed to know? We haven't been told yet that she's what Jason's sister niece sister. No, I think it's his niece. I think her mother is Jason's sister. No, I thought her daughter was Jason's niece. Is it? We'll find out. Yeah. He's he's her brother? I think so. I <laughs> like Creighton's fighting Jason with the cop. Bo- Jason was born in 1946. Well, they'll, they'll say it. All right. I like how Creighton Duke is going to fight a cop. The sheriff. <laughs> and then, like, is Creighton Duke above the law somehow? I mean, I know he's Creighton Duke, but I don't think you get to, like, fist fight police officers and it's okay. No. So he's coming for you, Diana, and your daughter. Yes. But I could have sworn that her mother is, I don't know, we're going to find out. Yeah, they'll say. Nerdo. Yeah, we meet Steven. (laughs) Yep. 
He's a very Steven character, too. He's He looks like a Steven. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe her... Di- Diana is Jason's sister, half-sister. And Jessica is her daughter. Yeah. Yep. And Jessica and has a Jessica baby with Stephen. Yeah. There you go. Which Stephen's the father. So, so that's it. Diana is is Jason's half sister, I believe. <laughs> Look at the subtitles. <laughs> I know. Ow. Aha. Ooh. Ow. <laughs> oh my god. So Stephen's driving down the road singing on yep, his way his, to Diana's house. In his Letterman jacket. Yeah. He's going to pick up these hitchhikers. Aren't Letterman jackets for people that were on, like, the football team and stuff? I think so, yeah. He doesn't strike me as much of a fucking player. No, no he doesn't. He's a, a nerd. Yeah. Coincidentally, he picks up three hitchhikers that are on their way to Camp Crystal Lake, hitchhiking by the sign for Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you're going to get killed? And then he's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) I don't know. I just, I don't think that I would, uh, I just don't think I would go there to, I don't know. Maybe I'd go there in the daytime. I probably wouldn't want to hang around Camp Crystal Lake at night. No. Been like, all right, for the last 15 years, people have been getting slaughtered here. I'm not going to push my luck. I like how they say now that Jason's dead, but like, wasn't it widely believed that Jason was dead since part four? Correct. I mean, even in part eight, they're still saying Jason's been dead for years. (laughs) Yeah. And in, in part six, they're like, no, he's dead. He was turned into ashes. Yeah. They're blaming it on Tommy. The only one that they never say that Jason's not dead in is like part seven. They never say that he's not dead. Yeah. They don't even really refer to him much. (laughs) They don't really acknowledge him. (laughs) (laughs) There's just some big hulking masked psychopath after you, but nobody's like, oh my God, it's Jason Voorhees, the guy that killed all those kids all those years ago, blah, blah, blah. Nope. No, they see the newspaper clippings and they're like, oh, Jason. And that's That's it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so everybody always believes Jason's dead. I don't know why this movie, they were like, oh, now he's dead. Yeah, and they believe it so much that they send a force of soldiers or whatever out to the woods to get him. Right. I also like how they're like, they were apparently skinny dipping. Yeah, And then they come running back to the fire. Where the fuck were your clothes that you took off at the lake? They just come back to the fire naked. Yeah, uh, unless they left their clothes at the camp. Which is just weird to like, all right, let's get naked here, then go down to the lake. Typically when you go skinny dipping, you go to the lake, you get naked, and you go in. Yeah, especially if you don't have any suits. Yes. <laughs> So now we've got boyfriend and girlfriend are going to go have sex in the, in the tent. 
and she's going to go talk to her friend about it. Do you mind if we use the tent for half an hour? No, actually, take it for the whole night. I'm going to sleep out here. Even though they're both cold, she's like, it's a beautiful night. You can tell that they are very fucking cold. And she's Yeah, like, they're like cool. huddled around the fire. Yeah. No, it's cool. Sleep in there. I'm, I'm going to sleep outside. It's beautiful out. And so why do they only bring there. one tent? Yeah. If you knew that, like, you're – I mean, granted, maybe all three were just going to sleep in there, but – I don't know. Then if, if all three of them were going to sleep in there, then you don't have to say take it for the whole night. I, I don't know. Yeah, like she, she asked, do you mind if we borrow the tent? Like, So was not everybody going to sleep in there? Yeah. Is it this girl's tent? <laughs> it's her tent, but they want it. Yeah. She doesn't even have a fucking pillow. Who goes out? Who she goes just lays in the dirt. <laughs> no, that's cool. I've got this real comfortable rock. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful night and she's like oh, you know what I can't fucking sleep here fuck this so she gets yeah, what is up she, what is she doing is she going she's gonna off? go to the bathroom I believe okay so in true Friday the 13th fashion we have to go to the bathroom two and a half miles from the camp yeah, like, you were just naked with your friends in the lake. What yeah. do you care if they see you pee? Not to mention, I really don't think they're concerned about you peeing when they're fucking. Yeah. I have never once been fucking my wife and then been like, I'm going to go check on our friends. Yeah. <laughs> in any situation, ever. If I'm having sex, that's, that's my house could be burning down. I'm like, I'm going to finish first. <laughs> I mean, I might hurry up, but. <laughs> All right. And there's Black Jason. Yep. With a screwdriver. Shaft. Yeah, slashing with a screwdriver. Yeah, that's got to Was that a screwdriver? Or an ice pick. Okay. Did he say, do you want to see Tony the Wonder Llama? Yes, he did say that. Ladies and gentlemen. Not even ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yeah, ladies how many of your boyfriends call their cock, what do you say, Tony the Wonder Llama? Yeah. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. And guys, do you call your dick Tony the Wonder Llama? <laughs> if you do, kudos to you for getting laid. I, I think most people would just laugh. Now she's got to go pee. And she's got to get a condom. Yep. So obviously she also needs to walk over to the same bush that her friend had to take a dump behind. <laughs> That'd be funny if you just heard like, <laughs> she's taking a just like big a old shit. Horrific diarrhea. <laughs> 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 like someone dumping a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, I don't know. She she walks the other way around the bush to get back to camp instead of going back the way she came. Yeah. And she doesn't recognize, she doesn't notice her friend's bloodied up body leaning against the tree. Yeah. No, I, I love his, this guy's attempt to use the condom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate these things. And she's like, well, hold on. Then fuck and it. And throw it away. <laughs> that was what an attempt. 
But he already said he didn't want to use one earlier. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to get one. And then she gets it. And he's like, I hate these. And she's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. She still has her underwear on. I mean, that's not, (laughs) I'm not saying you can't have sex with a girl who has underwear on. You just move them to the side. Right. Oh, Oh, he's taking them off. There we go. He's got it. He's got it. No more panties. Look at him with his fucking Jew fro. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, she's enjoying that Wonder Llama. No wonder it's called the Wonder Llama. Look at her. Yeah. She's having a blast. Son of a bitch. I got to fucking step up my llama game. Yeah. So Jason, well, Shaft, is now lumbering towards the tent. And this is a great, great kill. Yeah. I'm assuming it's like a, a signpost. I don't know what the fuck the spike is from. Yeah, it's hard to say. It looks like it would be a signpost. That's what I always thought it was. Yeah, that's all I could think. So she sits up. She's riding them. And Jason steps on their condom. Steps on I the don't, condom. Even though she threw it inside the tent. In the tent, yeah. It's just another condom laying on the ground. Same package. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's like a fence post. Yeah fence stake and jason plunges through the tent and through the girl and the guy's face is great yeah she coughs up the blood oh it's great oh and he he rips it up tears her body in half and we don't see him kill the guy no and he just kicks the sleeping bag and walks to the camera covered in walking like vince mcmahon that's it yeah You've got no chance. <laughs> that music should have no been playing chance there. in hell. <laughs> so now Diana is, I guess, leaving work and she's taking a sterno pan with her. <laughs> she's, she's doing something. She's going out to feed the stray dog. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I think that's what she's doing. Gotcha. I like how this store, diner, whatever, has absolutely no parking light parking lot lights yep it's fucking pitch black i don't know any parking lot that is like that there are there are closed down businesses in the town that i live in and the fucking lights are still on in the parking lot yeah (laughs) they still have street lights and yeah you get something yeah but she's literally wandering around in the darkness Looking for Tango. Of course. So many... Friday the 13th, what was it? Part 2 had a dog. Part Mm -hmm. 4 had a dog. Yeah. 5 didn't. 6? No. 6 didn't. 7, no. 8 did. 9 does. Yep. For a minute. Yep. But I... That's such a strange scenario. Like I've I've fed stray cats before, but I've never had like a dog that roams around the neighborhood that I feed. Like usually when there's a dog out roaming around, somebody will capture it. Yeah. And yeah. try either try to find its owner or take it to the shelter. Correct. Like it's 
it, it's fairly common to see cats roaming the neighborhood because you know people have outdoor cats that they let out. Correct, and just feral cats as well. Right, you don't normally see dogs like just roaming around. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Usually, if a dog's roaming around, people are like, "Oh shit, I gotta catch that dog." Yeah, or they're like, "I better stay the fuck away because that thing looks a little mangy." Yeah. So she goes outside to feed the dog. Then she goes over to the ice box and scoops some ice into Not the dog. <laughs> she scoops some ice in to bring it inside. And I just find it very interesting that the ice box outside isn't locked because like, yeah. what's stopping people from just stealing? Yeah. I know it's just ice, but like every other place has every other place has ice or has their ice been locked. Yeah. Now, I, I noticed something with that. Uh, Borges is spelled wrong. Correct. All right, so let's with pause the, um, Yeah, pause there's, it for a second. There's some shit to talk about. So 3642, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Mike. So right before we left the diner scene, you see the, the cop meet some woman at her car. Yes. And I, I never really paid attention to the conversation between them before. Neither have I, but now you But uh, Yeah, and he says... Is he cheating on his wife? No, she's cheating on her husband. Oh, okay. Because he says, what's going on? Did Roy's uh, bowling league go late? And she says, yeah, we have until 1030. Interesting. So it, it's, it's, they don't really tell you who Roy is or what's going on. Well, but we it, all it know sounds who Roy is. Oh, yes. Yep. Roy, Roy says he's a bowling. He's a, he's a great bowler. Yeah, but it, it sounds like they're trying to do something before Roy gets done bowling. So you assume Roy is probably her husband. Gotcha. So uh, Shaft runs up to the car, smashes the woman's head in the door, uh, in the door. breaking her neck. And, the and next evidently scene, kidnaps the cop. And now the next scene. So I'm assuming they are now back, already back in New Jersey. Yeah, they must be. They're at the Voorhees' house. So, yeah, they're at the Voorhees' house. So let's just uh, we're gonna we're gonna Google Map this here because I'm interested. From let's do Youngstown, Ohio, to oh God, Blairstown, New Jersey. Now. If we were walking, it would take five days and six hours to get <laughs> from Youngstown, Ohio, to New Jersey. Um, it has definitely not been five days because we've seen the sunrise. Well, we don't know because we could have skipped days. but Right, they didn't by, give us a timeline. No, but going by, you know, days and nights that have passed in the movie, it's been like two days. Yeah. Um, but maybe they'll say, maybe they'll uh, give us a little hint, but it should take five days to walk. So anyway, they're back in New Jersey and they're at the, the Voorhees house, which is spelled wrong, which is comical. Yeah. Um, it's also like a fucking mansion in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the fucking woods. So I don't know what the fuck Elias Voorhees did for a living because 
we all know that Pam worked as the cook at a fucking summer camp. And she's not making that kind of money. No, summer camp money is not buying the house that the Voorhees fucking own, apparently. Um, so we're going to hit play here. So we're going to get shots of the inside of the house. We had already seen the outside, and we're going to get some real homoerotic uh, <laughs> worm-sucking possession. Very strange. Thirty-six, forty-two. play now. So... He's sharpening a straight razor. Uh, the cop has, is... All right, pause for a little <laughs> fucking time. 36.52, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. Mike, do you want to... All right, ahead. well, first, first of all, it looks like we're in the dining room on the Titanic. <laughs> There's... We have wall sconce chandeliers that have five fucking light bulbs in them. We've got a massive chandelier adorned with what look like pearls almost. Yeah. And then this old-looking dining room table. A massive fucking fireplace. The place is covered in cobwebs. There's like a, a statue of like a... Oh, my God. What's R2-D2's friend's name in Star Wars? C-3PO. Yes. <laughs> on the on top of the on the mantle, yeah. And Mike, you can you could describe what's in the foreground. <laughs> so the cop, <laughs> the police officer, is now nude, <laughs> chained to the dining room table, chained, tied with ropes at his ankle, and strapped, and and then leather straps. Now, the other thing that's weird is look at, like, the weird apparatus that his legs are on. Yeah, the dining room table or whatever this is has, like, stirrups. leg yeah, stirrups on it. Almost like, like a table for giving birth. <laughs> yeah, or like a, gynecolo a gynecological table. Yeah, Gyne so maybe Elias was a gynecologist. Oh, maybe that's it. And he did all of his... He was the finest gynecologist in the land, and that's how he made the money to build this that's house. That's how they got the house, and that's why they have this strange table with the straps. Yeah. Okay, it's all making sense now. <laughs> so you can watch some interesting like back-and-forth stuff. It's always things that, that I find interesting in movies um, where – somebody's shirt will be wet and then the next scene it's not. And then the next scene it is, it's just because of how it was filmed, but it happens with the, the police officer's mustache. Um, thirty six fifty two play now. So shaft goes up to the police officer and he's going to shave him. He's <laughs> yeah. Oh, he looks like he's going to kill him, but he's like, no, no, no. I just want to kiss you. So, so we get got, the homoerotic shaving. Yes. So he, he brushes the shaving cream on. One of the strangest scenes. For some odd reason, he also has his, like, he brushes his neck, which yep. I don't understand. Because he's but really only shaving the mustache. There's so much more shaving cream than there was that he actually put there. And I, I don't understand why right he's here. shaving him. The mustache isn't even there anymore. Well, he shaved it off. Well, no. 
it, it's it's off before he does the shaving because he doesn't actually shave it off. It was shaved off by, you know, set design. Right. Then Shaft has homoerotic interracial makeout session with the the, with the police officer, the shaven cop. Now, why does he shave the cop? I, I don't know. I've never understood that scene. Why does he shave the cop? It doesn't really make sense. Like, I don't know, Jason's an undead possessed demon, but he's like, I don't like facial hair. Yeah, like, why the hell does he shave the cop? My, I always thought it would be like, because, I don't know, he needs like a clean surface to transition his... Okay. His demon into the next mouth, and maybe the mustache is going to interfere with that like somehow. Like he needs to make like a seal? Yeah. But that's not even true because then when the cop tries to transfer into Diana, it's just cl- like climbing out of the cop's mouth. Yeah. So, all right. So now the cop comes home. I don't even know. No, the, the cop goes to Diana's house. That's right. Yeah. And he grabs the phone, hangs up. Which we never see Jason, like, hang up a phone. Usually he just rips it out of the wall. Right. So now he's trying to overpower her. And I don't understand that he how he can't. Well, yeah, he's Jason. Yeah. We've literally seen Jason crush, squeeze people's heads so hard their eyes pop out of their head. But maybe he only has the strength of the body he's in. So he only has the strength of a normal man, but he has the longevity or or immortality of Jason. Right, he can take a bullet in the head. So if he was a baby, he just shot him in the head. He would only have the strength of a baby. Yeah, gotcha. So she shoots him in the head, and he's clawing up to her, and he doesn't have to shave her because he likes her mustache. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have any facial hair. <laughs> and then here is the, the worm out of the mouth. And then Steven shows Steven up. Steven shows up. It's a very odd scene. Very yeah. 90s. And the cop now smashes Steven's head into the floor. And, I mean, he's got some power. Yeah. But it's just very weird. Like, the way that he stands, he, like, I don't know. It's just a, wow. Very odd stance. He throws the knife steel and kills Diana with it. Yeah. And now the cop sees his reflection, and it's Jason. Which confuses him. Naturally. Long enough for Steven to stab him through the back with the fire poker. Which really injures him so much that he throws himself out the window. We look out the window, and it's just like Halloween. He's still there. What I don't understand is why that hurts him so much. He was shot in the fucking head. Yeah, you'd think he wouldn't mind that. Diana's still alive. 
and then Stephen just lays her down on lays her down on her back, <laughs> driving nice. it in a little further. That's right. So Stephen is clutching his uh, mother-in-law, kind of. Kind of. I don't think he ever married the no, daughter. No, I know it's his girlfriend. His girlfriend's mom. So that's it. He just puts her back down. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> let's drive it in a little further." It was Josh. Oh, and he's gone, just like in Halloween. Now I'm assuming that they used the name Josh because it was the original name for Jason. Yeah. But it's just kind of weird because the cop in the movie doesn't really strike me as a Josh. No, he seems more like a Fred. Yeah, yep. Or like a Harry. Or a George. Yeah, yeah. Not a Josh. No. (laughs) Which is just very weird to think of that. Like when, when people are older, it's like, oh, this is my grandpa Josh. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. No. Old people aren't named Josh. No. They're named Clarence. Sam. Benjamin. Yes. All right. Francis. So they take Stephen into custody because... Why not? They, they thought that he killed Diana, which, I mean, fucking makes sense. Like, nobody else is in the house. Diana's dead. You're here. You did it. And you're like, oh, it was Josh. I stabbed him with the fire poker after shooting him in the head, and he jumped out the window. And right. who's going to believe that? <laughs> So Jessica comes back from, I'm assuming, her mother's funeral because she's dressed all in black. And we're just trying to scrub the blood out of the floor with a fucking sponge. Yeah, this waitress lady. Yeah, we don't bother, you know, calling like Serve Pro or or Belfour. You're like, no, nah, fuck it. I'll take care of it. I just need a sponge and some cold water. <laughs> That'll my mom, do it. My mom taught me this trick. Get me some club soda. <laughs> so they're looking at the baby. I'm trying to read about this homoerotic shaving. So this girl left at some point for some reason. We're never given the backstory on that. Right. Because it's just a throwaway story. Yeah. You assume it had something to do with her relationship with Steven. Right. And then she's like, let me tell you something about Steven. He murdered your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And then we have this weird little geeky cop who seems to have some kind of personal relationship with Steven. I just assume that they like went to school together and he just became a cop and Steven Uh, must be Steven still wishes he was in high school with his letterman jacket. Yeah. But then we see that Steven's ex-girlfriend and Diana's daughter is dating. You betcha. Yes. American dream. Yes. Dusty betcha. (laughs) (laughs) betcha. I'll be back later. So, so the nerdy cop is sure that he's going to get him out of this. 
even though right, this is murder. We find out that Creighton Duke is in the next cell. Yeah, and so I can they didn't it. just they didn't just kick him out of the restaurant. They arrested him. Which I mean, he assaulted a police officer. So yeah, that's kind of a thing. You know, you don't put your hands on a police officer. But at the same time, after his scuffle with the police officer, the officer says, I want you out of this town. And I mean now. Oh, yeah. But they take him and they lock him up in the prison for an so undetermined was, amount of time. Maybe it was for a different reason. Maybe they're like, we want you out of town. And then, like, we didn't see it, but. And then on the way out, he, like, strangled all of the police officers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then on the way out, he murdered somebody and became jason and then made out with the cop yeah <laughs> and duke already knows yeah duke, duke already, already knows, knows everything he's in for murder and for murdering diana and he also knows that he didn't do it and that jason did it duke is like an omniscient being he yes. knows Everything from the start of the movie. Yep. Yeah, all-knowing, all-powerful Creighton Duke. Yep, and he is going to break some fingers. With real cowboy action. This is such a strange scene, too. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Information like that is very expensive. What's your price? I think you're too much of a coward to afford it. So we, we find out that Duke is essentially a sadist. Oh, God, yes. Who <laughs> just enjoys hurting people. Because he could just tell them. He could. He could easily just tell them. But no, if you let me break your fingers, give I'll give you the hand. information. That's, that's what he's, give me your hand. And I like how he doesn't tell him what he's going to do. Also, this scene, I believe, was shot like six months later. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was like I think just these 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 up close shots were shot. I, I want to say it was shot after the movie had like wrapped, and they're like, "Oh, we should really add this in." <laughs> For some reason, the movie yeah. doesn't have enough. Let's throw in some broken fingers. Yeah, I don't remember why they had to reshoot this, or if like the footage got lost or something. But yeah, like the the up close ones are different. And they said if you pay attention to Duke in the previous scenes and then you pay attention to him in this, you can notice that there's like a slight difference. Hmm. Like like his beard is slightly bigger or is slightly smaller or his hair's a little different. Yeah. But I, So the I only remember. the only way to kill Jason is to destroy his heart. Which was already eaten. Yeah, so shouldn't he already be dead? I don't know. <laughs> we ate his heart. It's destroyed. So now he wants more information, so Duke tells him to give him his hand again. Are you ready to pay? I don't understand this. The only thing that I could the only thing that I could say to this would be if it's Duke's way of testing him. To make sure he's really committed to this? Uh, yeah, like, are you really, really going to go through with what needs to be done? Because if you're not willing to have your finger broken, 
you might not be willing to fight an unstoppable devil creature. Yeah. So I'm reading here, there was allegedly a comic book that bridged the gap between Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan, and this film. And it followed Jason after he was dipped in toxic waste in a New York City sewer and his killing spree all the way back to Camp Crystal Lake. And it also explained why the FBI has a task force specifically for Jason. Gotcha. So that's when they started making the comics. I remember that there were Jason Goes to Hell comics and stuff. Yeah. So now we learn through broken fingers and everything that Jason can only die by a Voorhees hand. And he can only be reborn through a Voorhees body. Right. So he killed Diana because that's his sister. Mm Mm-hmm. So they can't kill him. And then Jessica and the baby are the only ones left. Yeah. Jessica can kill him. That's it. So it's all up to Jessica. New Line Cinema did not have the rights to the name Friday the 13th. No, I know. That's why they kept calling them all Jason. Yep. Jason's heart. The heart prop in this movie also appeared in From Dusk Till Dawn. Huh. That's kind of weird. Yeah. The heart was made of gelatin and filled with fruit cocktail. Mmm. Delicious. That's a good heart. That is a good heart. (laughs) So now Stephen's going to break his way out of prison. Yes, enough about fruit cocktail hearts. Stephen has now attacked a police officer and is holding him at gunpoint. <laughs> I, I find it funny that nobody ever talks about the fallouts of Friday the 13th movies or any any horror movie. Nothing's ever addressed. Like, you just held a, you're holding a police officer up at gunpoint and then locking them in a cell. I, I, I don't think that that would be taken lightly. Yeah. Even if you had a really good reason for it. Yeah. Also, you you have a cop locked in a jail cell. Like, so is he the only cop there? Yeah, at the moment. <laughs> I mean, another cop would just come and be like, Teddy, what are you doing in the cell? He'd be like, ah, this guy fucking held me a gunboard. Be like, ah, oh, get the fuck out. And they'd unlock it. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's Jessica's baby. Get it out. It's a restaurant, not a nursery. I love her. <laughs> and the what husband, the of course, f- loves the baby. Of course. And 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 you could see you could see how it was written for a man and a woman, but you could see how much better it works the way that they ended up doing it. Yeah. That obviously the husband is supposed to be, you know, should be the wife. And of course she's sympathetic to the baby. Right. I love it. Go to the storeroom and just make a crib out of a box. (laughs) Steve. 
<laughs> she can't cock the fucking gun. <laughs> Did you know that Tony Todd uh, auditioned for the role of Creighton Duke? Wow. But didn't get it. That's that's very surprising. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's very surprising. Yeah, you look so much like your dad with your glasses and your Letterman jacket. And your gun and your <laughs> murderous appetite. <laughs> so she's just like, all right, stay here, baby. I'm just going to put you in a banana box on top of a counter. Yeah. <laughs> and pray put, you don't move. Yeah, at least put the box on the floor. So at least if the baby does get out, it's, you know, just on the floor, not going to fall off of a fucking counter. Yeah. So Steve, so they said that Steven's on his escaped and he's got a gun. I don't know who called the diner to alert them that. Right. But somehow Steven is already in the diner without their knowledge. Yeah. And, and the fat dishwasher son is just like, get out of here. And uh, Steven, the actor, was also one of the three main characters from the Friday the 13th TV series. I, yeah, I think I remember hearing that. I didn't know he was a main character, but I, I thought that he was in it. Yeah, so he, another, he was one of the three main characters. So we get another shot of the Voorhees house. Now they've got it's, two flags hanging outside. One looks like the Pennsylvania state flag. Yeah, it looks like they've got the American flag and the Pennsylvania state flag hanging outside. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. There's still the jungle gym. And the other thing that's odd is in the scene where he's making out with the cop, the like this house still has electricity. Yes, it does. Like you just turn lights on. Like who the fuck is paying the bill? So Steve yeah. is now in the house. And that uh, the jungle gym you mentioned. Yes. Is the same jungle gym used in Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I find it very interesting that, like, like why? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, that, the birds was 63, 30 years before this. So, like, the jungle gym was just like, oh, yeah, it's just in, like, a prop thing. Must have been. It's just very odd. That, and then, like, why, if this house didn't have a jungle gym, why were you like, ah, oh, we need a jungle gym? Yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't think that. So Steven's wandering through the house. He's looking for proof that Jessica is the niece of Jason Voorhees. So again, the lights are, the wall sconces are on. There's electricity. There's the Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. <laughs> because they were going to try to tie Jason into Evil Dead, I believe. Yes, they were. Right? They also used the dagger yep. um, from evil one of the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, he's... Like, where Jason is actually a deadite. Yeah. Which I guess, I don't know. They did so many fucking things with this fucking franchise. Why the fuck not? It would have been entertaining as fuck. Jason yeah. Nash? Oh, my God. Yeah. So now, somebody's coming, so Steven has to hide. So he goes into a closet. And falls, and falls through the floor. Through the floor. <laughs> so now we've got American Case File, man. Yes, you betcha. Yes. The American Dream, Dusty, you betcha. 
Dusty, you betcha Rhodes. Oh, look at his 90s cell phone. Giant hulking hammer of a cell phone. <laughs> I don't understand why they would put body parts in the fridge. Like, I get, I get it. Like, he says, Twisted Secrets of the Voorhees house. But, like, why would there be body parts in the fridge? Yeah, it's not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's... He stole Diana's body from the morgue, and he hid it in the Voorhees house. <laughs> That's insane. So he's your typical dirty salesman. TV salesman pitch <laughs> ratings guy. So now Josh will have none of this. Josh is now broken into the house. And he is going to forcibly make out with American case dream Dusty Chet. You Dusty Rose Chet. And you see his neck starting to swell up. Yeah. And that's it. The deed is done. And Josh is spent. He's like, boy, I need a cigarette after that. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, we get Hellraiser in reverse. Yep. Yes, exactly. Starts melting into the floor. Which is a really cool scene. I really like this scene. Yeah. And he's very For some reason. slimy. I, I never understood why we needed to see this. It, it just goes more and more that it's not a Jason movie. Yeah. Now, does, the, does Shaft melt? I'm assuming that Shaft melted, but you never find his body, which would be in the Voorhees house as well. Yeah. The jaw stuck to the floor. Yeah, that's great. It's a great scene. It kind of reminds me of the Tar Man from, uh, what is it, Return of the Living Dead? Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as Josh's body is dead... Dusty Dream, American Chet, is up and at him. American Roads, American Roads file, Case Dusty, Chetman. Chet Dream. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> All right, so now we've got a scene. It's Jessica. She's going to get naked because it's a Friday the 13th movie. And yep. just because we're not in a cabin doesn't mean we don't need people in showers. Everybody showers. Everybody showers. She has a she has a curtain against her wall. It's odd. It is. It's it's like a completely enclosed in plastic shower. Yeah. Oh, and somebody cuts the power. That keeps happening, doesn't it? Interesting enough though, somebody cuts her power. And she still has water? Well, she might still have some water in the pipes. Yeah, but it would cut your pump. Your water would your water would shut off very quickly. 
Well, unless she has city water. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're in New Jersey. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I live in Pennsylvania, and I have a well. So if you cut power to my house, I don't have water because my well pump shuts off. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yep. No water. So you got to flush the toilet with gallons of water that you saved in old laundry detergent, just like my father did. I remember that too. <laughs> <laughs> ah, growing up in the woods in the nineties. <laughs> it was a magical time. Oh yes. Can I have the thing of tide? I have to take a shit. <laughs> so it's completely dark. She can't see anything. She got afraid of a ladder, but she grabs a hammer, but she can't and see she's... anything. She's going to use it claw end to protect herself. Like Friday the 13th part two, like Jason did to the cop. Yeah. And Halloween part two, like Michael did to the cop. Yes. So dusty Chet is behind the car somewhere. Yep. And he was coming up on the driver's side and there he is. There he is. She just says, you scared the hell out of me. You scared the hell out of me. There's blood coming from his mouth. Yeah. Steven now attacks Chet and kidnaps Jessica. He just drags her out of the house over the shoulder. She's kicking and screaming. Like, it's legit kidnapping scene. Get in the car! Get in the car! He just shoves her. got no clothes on. Yep. He yells, shut up. Chet has the power of Jason, though, because he can punch through fucking windows. Punches through the window. Now, Steven doesn't have his glasses. No, he doesn't. Which is pretty impressive to be driving, because, oh, my God, when I was wearing glasses. Awkwardly enough, his car is from Connecticut. Yeah, all the cars in this movie have Connecticut plates. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't notice all the other ones. I just noticed this one. That's funny. So everyone's got Connecticut plates, even though it takes place in Ohio and New Jersey. And at the beginning, the sign that says Crystal Lake, uh, the other towns listed on that sign are Connecticut towns. That's interesting. Wrong. (laughs) Tell me I killed him. Yes, you killed him. Wrong. (laughs) He's like, now we have to go to my doctor because I need to get my glasses. I need to get my prescription filled. (laughs) So he's now trying to convince Jessica that something is possessing people around the town. And I kind of li- like that scene that like you think that Jessica's going to be like, okay, let's do it. And she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking crazy fuck? Yeah, of course. Why would she believe him? Correct. That's insane to believe that. So she punches him in the balls, throws him out of the car, and hauls ass away. She yep. says, you psycho fuck, you killed my fucking mother. You think I'd let you anywhere near my baby? That's so legit. And then she runs into the police office, and she's hysterical. Yep. 
I want this kid. No, duh. He wants to paint the walls with his brains. So Steven has just been laying in the dirt the whole time. (laughs) He laid in the dirt while she drove all the way to the police station to tell the cops what happened and also laid in the dirt while the cops came out to Lake Road. Yep, and then the cop shows up and punches him in the face. Because it's his buddy. So, of course, he attacks the cop. Yep. And then asks him if he's okay. So now they're just, like, fighting like brothers. Yeah. Just hugging each other. Cunningham County Sheriff is what the car says. Ah, Cunningham County. Like Sean Cunningham. Yeah, and it has a Connecticut plate in the front. It's almost like a comedy routine here. Oh, yeah, totally. There's... I've got a gun. I've got a gun. He's like, do I get in the car? You get in the car. Do I have to put you in handcuffs? What makes you think you can? I've got a gun. Fuck that. I've got a gun. And then they yeah. just point the guns at each other. Yeah. But it's it's a good scene. Yeah. It's funny. It's better than peanut butter on my penis. Yeah, it's much better than that. So Dusty Rhodes comes into the police office cloaked in blood. Yep. And he is after Jessica. And as he grunts and groans, he wants to get that slug in her. Yes. I don't understand why the sheriff runs up to him while he has the gun. Yeah, like, shoot from far away. Shoot him. Why are you getting in arm's reach of him? Yeah. Oh, now you want Steven's help. Yeah. Steven's like a gymnast. I I would love to know what Steven did, like, prior to just, like, he's just like a badass all of a sudden. Yeah, he, like, jumps his way out of the handcuffs. Yep. Grabs the cop while gun, stealing elbows, the gun. Yeah, elbows the cop in the face, unloads the whole clip. Now these two cops come running out of what I assume was the bathroom because yes, one because of them was the pulling his fly up. His, his fly. Yeah. And. Uh, American Jason, cold Jason file, (laughs) attacks the cops, kills them by mashing their faces together. And Creighton Duke just punches out a cop, just to punch out a cop, apparently. Just to do it. And he's just, he was just lucky enough that that cop has the keys to the cell. Yep. What the fuck kind of gun does she have, Mike? Um, I was actually just looking at it. That is a... Um, 
Uh, it's a 45 Magnum made okay. by Savage. Okay. I actually, oh, there it is. Uh, it's an LAR, not Savage, uh, Grizzly. Okay. 45 Winchester Magnum. All right. It's kind okay. of a strange handgun. Yes. <laughs> I like how the son thinks he's like hot shit with his he's gun. He's like James Bond out here. He was like twirling it around. Yeah. Watch your language. Fuck you. <laughs> and then we we shoot the fuse box. Oh boy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Snaps scene. his arm. Yep, the bone through the skin. And now we're in the diner. Lights are out except the emergency lights. Everybody climbs over the top. All right, We've watch watch the red-headed waitress. Okay. Steven, who was a great shot before. Can't hit anything. So she, she pulls out a double-barrel sawn-off shotgun from under the counter. Fires, hits the customer. <laughs> if you've ever noticed that, she guns down the customer. No, I never fucking caught that. Yeah. Because her first shot misses Jason and blows away the customer behind him. him, It hits him in like, it partially hits him in the gut, but it also fucking hits the other customer. That's funny. So she's now a murderer. At this point in the film, that waitress has killed more people than actual Jason. Yes. Yeah. So we're just throwing the gun. Back yeah, and forth, so. instead of the, the wife just shooting him in the back of the head. And Jason puts his face in the deep fryer. In the fryer. <laughs> he hits her so hard it sinks in her fucking mouth. <laughs> and kills her. And in true Friday the 13th fashion, somebody comes through a window. Yep. She's just oh got... God, watch that shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Slug after slug. She just keeps reloading. Yeah. I don't know how Jason just got shot in the face with a fucking double barrel shotgun and his head is still, you know... On. Yeah. And this, this fucking waitress is a bad bitch. She is. Yeah, she should be the survivor girl. Yeah. She just does not fucking care. She blows him away with the shotgun. She rams him through with the fucking piece of metal. Tells him to go to hell when he tries to kill her. Yeah. And then there's the strength of Jason because he crushes her skull so hard that it pops her brains out pop out <laughs> so now everybody in the diner is dead yeah all the customers all the employees 
Steven says, I'm going to get some help. And Jessica's like, okay, I'm just going to fucking run. Yeah, I'm going to leave you here. I'm, I'm going to split up. And Jessica hops in yet another Connecticut plated vehicle. Yep. And Steven goes back into the diner. He's like, well, no use in letting this lady go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have your baby. I don't know how I don't know how Duke there's just a machete hanging on the wall. Sorry to cut myself off, but <laughs> I don't know how Duke was got out of the police station before them and then also got to the diner before them and got the baby when when Jessica and Steven got to the diner, the mother, the wife, was like, the baby's in the back. But somehow Duke got there, stole the baby, and made it to the Voorhees house without anybody seeing him. Yeah. I like how he's like, it's almost like a... Uh, not foreshadowing, but he's like, oh, Jason could have jumped into anybody but you. Right. He's sitting there holding the baby like, yes, anybody, like me. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's not over yet. I'm going to murder your baby. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> What do you get when you cross a baby with a knife? You give up a dead baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a riddle, Creighton. I never said it was. So it's not about the money anymore. I, th I feel like it's only not about the money because now it can't be because Robert's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like Duke's like, all right, well, fuck. Well, I guess it's not about money now. So there's something interesting I read about Duke's character, and we'll sure. I'll I'll bring it up when he says a certain line that he's going to say. Then there's the dagger now. Yep. And it only took nine movies for us to hear about this dagger yeah. and Voorhees thing. <laughs> the whole lore. I guess it's I guess the only thing that I could say is good about that is the fact that Duke's the one that brings it up, which is he's kind of his own mythical character in his own right. Yeah. Like some monster hunter, like some modern day Van Helsing. Right. Yeah. Had they just figured it out at the diner, I'd be like, how the fuck has nobody else figured this out? Right. So Duke now explains the whole deal of how she has to kill Jason and so on and so forth. Now we've got Officer So-and-So at the diner. And there's just bodies everywhere. Now they do this from the point of view so that you can't tell who it is. Right. You see the feet and you know that it's clearly a police officer. Yes. But, yeah, you definitely don't know who. Now, throughout all this, like, they're looking around and you know, looking at, like, bodies and such. I was going to say, and you don't see Robert's body laying on the floor. Right. 
but then obviously you just saw him attack whatever police officer was there. Yep. It couldn't be Steven. Well, I mean, it could be. Yeah. And then Duke randomly falls through the floor. Through a trap door. Yeah. And then Duke also falls onto a fucking spike. So he's obviously not as capable as we thought he was. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, Ed. So we we also find out now that Jason is capable of speaking. Yes. While in these different bodies. Which is very odd because all the other times he just grunts and groans. Yeah, he never talks. The only thing I could say is if he... If, if like, for the first, like, I don't know, couple hours, they're able to to talk... Yeah. And then as the creature takes over them. Oh, well, no, because, sorry, it's Ed. Oh, well, no, because, sorry. I, I'm thinking it's Ed, but it's this guy. Well, she, she killed the sheriff. Correct, but he wasn't Jason. This guy. Right, so she killed the wrong police officer. Correct, and Steven just slit the throat of the Jason police officer. Yeah, and we finally get to see the slug come out with maggots and it's a pretty disgusting fucking scene and it's not just a slug it's like i don't know it's a pretty large thing it's a big old he's got arms yeah it's like the fiji mermaid it's very weird the fiji mermaid (laughs) for for the x-files fans ripley's believe it or not yeah so there is a there's a deleted scene you can find it on like YouTube and stuff like that where Jason's supposed to be like this big demon creature um like this big devil thing right when he gets reborn uh and they shot it and they were like ah maybe we should just have him come back as Jason instead <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like this big like Jim Henson looking Muppety Jason devil. Yeah. It's kind of cool, but I mean, as, as a Friday the 13th movie, it should be Jason. It should have been Jason the whole time. If this was just a body swap movie, it would be really cool for it to be the big devil creature. Yeah. So now it went up her, crotch in the basement and now jason is reborn as full jason in his clothes yep with his mask it's very odd i don't understand how that works no you'd think he'd be like naked not to mention duke even said that the body that jason inhabits isn't his it's like it's just a suit yeah all right so there there's the line i was gonna mention a bitch remember me Remember me. In the original script, there was a, an earlier scene where Jason attacks Duke's girlfriend and kills her. Oh, okay. Like a flashback to the past, which explains why Duke is so obsessed with stopping Jason. Which would work. And that's they, why he says that line. They should have had that fucking scene in the movie. It would have explained a lot more. Yeah. 
So Jason drags Duke's hand out of the handcuff, breaking his hand, and then bear hugs him to death. Yep. Duke doesn't put up much of a fight. No. Which is kind of disappointing because he's built up to be this real badass character. He's kind of yeah. like Rob. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Rob from part four, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Not Rob from part Eleven. one. <laughs> yes. Part 22. <laughs> so Steven knocks Jason out of a window. They're fighting in the yard. Steven hits Jason with a rake. Jason breaks the rake and just starts beating J- uh, Steven with the rake handle. We always loved that. <laughs> always. He's just hitting him over and over. And, like, it's almost like Jason's playing with Steven here. He grabs him by the face, and he just throws him down. Yeah, because Jason the- could kill you, you know, in a second. Of course. But for some reason, he's just messing around with him. Yep. Steven grabs the shovel, gives Jason a nice fucking couple swings. Doesn't do anything. Catches the shovel and just hits Steven in the face with it and throws it. Throws the shovel away. Like, Jason could cut your head off with the shovel if he wants. This is like a wrestling match here. Yes. Oh, into the jungle gym, King. My God, what's he going to (laughs) do? Jason just flips the whole jungle gym over. My God, they killed him. (laughs) He's broken in half. Come on, this is enough, damn it. This is enough. (laughs) Somebody somebody come out here and stop this. (laughs) Jason just like choke slams him into the dirt. And here comes Jessica to save the day. Climbs up onto some unseen object. Yes, I'm assuming rocks. She stabs Jason in the chest, heart with the area. with the magical dagger, and fairies fly out of Jason's chest. <laughs> little little tinker bells, little tinkles, <laughs> sprinkle tinkle Howard Finkelbell. <laughs> Anybody that knows Howard Finkel, just picture Howard Finkel's head. On Tinkerbell's body. (laughs) (laughs) So Steven, being the badass that he is, kicks Jason in the face. He's punching him, just like Julian. Jason's glowing. And Jessica drop kicks the fucking dagger completely inside of Jason, yet it doesn't protrude out the back. So I'm assuming it gets absorbed by him. Probably because of of magic or something. We're not really sure what's happening here. There's some powers coming out of the sky and then Jason's attacked by the Muppets. Yes. Yep. So the Muppets come up from hell and they grab anything that they can. They don't, they don't really give a fuck what they're grabbing onto because they also grab Steven. Yep. So the Muppets are bringing Steven down. Jessica's like, Oh shit, I better help. Maybe I should help him. She just stares for a minute. Like, huh. Jason comes bursting out of the ground like he bursts out of the lake in part six onto the boat. And the Muppets say, fuck you. And they drag Jason down, down into the depths of hell. (laughs) So things become extremely supernatural 
very oh, yeah. fast. <laughs> very fast. We have lights from heaven. We have creatures coming up out of the ground. So all at once we find out that everything in the Bible is potentially real. Yes. And Jason is dragged down to hell. I also like when all the little lights fade away. It's got that sound like, and it like those me... those goofy tubes that they yes, had that we that had you turn kids, upside down, <laughs> and they would make the fucking sound. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> yep, that's all I think of, and I'm like, man, is that what they use for the sound bite? Yeah, I had one of those uh, from Halloween, and it had a skull on it. That's funny. So now it's the next day. The sun's coming up, and the, the sun's Stephen up and, pretty far. Yeah, it's not coming up. It's up. Sorry, you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's it's, it's, kind of, it's like 9 a.m. And the now wind he, blows Jason's mask. Even though Jason got completely sucked under the earth, the mask is just on the surface. Yep. And of course we get... There's, there's Tango. There's Tango, because why the fuck wouldn't Tango fucking be here? So Tango paws at the mask and then leaves. And I'm and sure everybody pro- else. Probably the best scene of the whole movie. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody knows whose hand is in the Freddy glove. It's Kane Hodder. Yep. So Kane Hodder is the only person to ever play Jason and Freddy. And if you look at the left, the mask is still there. The mask doesn't even go under the ground. Yeah. I never noticed that before. So that's supposed to be Freddy dragging Jason's mask to hell. Yes. Which sets us up for the... the for the next movie, Jason X. Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, that's what progression is, duh. Yep, it took forever to get a Freddy and Jason movie. God, and they wanted it so bad. Yep, they have been talking about it since part seven. Part seven was supposed to be the Freddy-Jason movie. Well, I mean, it basically was. Yeah, you just substitute Freddy for Carrie and then substitute Carrie for Tina, and you've got it. That's it. It's simple transference. (laughs) <laughs> so that's uh that is jason goes to hell ladies and gentlemen um i i don't have much closing argument on it um because we kind of had our opening argument was pretty much what we say at the close uh yeah 100 a 90s movie um check out the lost footage of uh the demon jason i don't know what you would have to google or youtube but i know that it's there i've seen it uh jason goes to hell uh demon jason scene or deleted devil scene uh deleted ending scene something along those lines yeah it's not the whole ending it's just the uh jason coming out of the basement and he's in this devil costume Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's it's a 90s movie. Um, it would have been great. It would have been a great, 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 probably my second favorite had Jason been throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I agree. That, that kind of ruined it. I always picture this movie like a brick for some reason when I think of this movie because it just sinks 
<laughs> like it's awful. Yeah. The only thing that saves it for me is the at least the other characters are somewhat entertaining. Yeah. Like yeah. the the couple at the diner and Stephen, Creighton Duke, their interactions are good, but everything else about it, the the multiple people trying to portray Jason is terrible. Yeah, I think something else that's kind of lost along the way is um you lose you lose like those those weird quirky kills that the Friday the 13th became synonymous with. Like basically Friday the 13th was like, all right, what household shit could Jason kill somebody with? All right. Uh, has he done it with a frying pan yet? Fuck it. Let's kill someone with a frying pan. But yep. this one, you kind of lose it because I mean, there's the, the coroner kill. So he uses mm-hmm. obviously a coroner weapon. Then you don't see him kill the two security guards. So we don't know. Um, he slashes the girl's face with a screwdriver mm-hmm. or an ice pick. Then he uses the fence post. You don't get to see him kill the, the boyfriend while they're having sex. Right. He quickly closes the girl's head in the door, which to me is a lackluster kill. Yeah. Um, he doesn't kill josh he just possesses josh yep um the knife steel throw i felt was a a lackluster jason kill because i don't know i feel like jason he could use the steel but i i I feel like it wouldn't just be thrown into somebody's back and be done you know it would he would like grab you and jab it into your eye and then push you over or he'd stick it up through your jaw and then through the top of your head yep you know something like that yeah um but yeah i I just feel like you know and then when he was robert he killed he he breaks the fat kid's arm yeah but you don't get to see him kill him uh i think the only kill that you see as robert is oh the police officers so he just bops their heads together and that kills them. Um, He crushes the girl's head and it squirts the blood out of the top. That's kind of a Jason kill, but that's Mm -hmm. it. And that's the thing with this movie is it's not really about the kills. Correct. It's about the story and the lore. Right. All the other Fridays were, here's your characters. Let's kill them. (laughs) Jason's going to kill them off one by one in all these different ways. But that, the, like you said, this one's more about the context of the story and trying to portray this uh, kind of like fantasy element right? and, and building gonna, up to that. And, uh, you know, I know New Line wanted to go in a different direction for this, hence why they went in a different fucking direction. And maybe that's why they were like, well, let's not do those campy Friday the 13th kills. Yeah. Because it's not about killing people, it's about getting to Jessica and Diana and the baby. Yeah, and that just wasn't very good. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, I think I think the biggest the biggest failure um if if you're gonna make it a Friday the thirteenth movie, the biggest failure is that you didn't have Jason in it. Yep. Um, if you took Jason out, 
this would have been a great movie and just call it whatever the fuck you want. I, you know, yep. whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, you know, body swap, whatever. I feel, I feel the same way about this movie as I do about Halloween part three. Halloween part three is a great fucking movie. However, it got billed as a Halloween movie. And unfortunately you didn't put Michael Myers in it. So the movie sucked. Yep. But if it was just called Silver Shamrock, the movie would be great. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to, you know, then it's not part of the Halloween series. But unfortunately, right. those are those are the two things that we got. And I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that I feel the movies would have been received better mm-hmm. if there were slight tweaks. Obviously, yeah. if Halloween's title was changed... Or if this title was changed and you just removed the Jason element, since he's only in like fucking nine minutes of the movie. Right. You know, you could have, you could have not had anybody in the beginning. You could have started with the coroner scene and this dude just goes crazy and eats this heart, then starts killing people. Like, and then you learn that, oh, that body was so-and-so and possession and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But anyway, do you have any uh, closing arguments on this, Mike? No, I think think I've said everything I have to say about it. That's how I feel. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are on to the almost the last. It's the last Friday movie. Um, Yeah, because we've already done the remake. Yeah, we already did the remake, so you can go back in the season and... You can listen to that. Uh, But coming up next will be Jason X. We're not going to do Freddy vs. Jason until we do all of the Nightmare movies. Correct, Mike? Right. And then we're going to do that as a, you know, a joining of the two. So then we can, we'll be able to discuss previous elements of Friday the 13th movies. We'll be able to discuss previous elements of Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And nobody will be lost unless you're jumping around on, fucking episodes because you're pieces of shit yes you are yes just listen to them in order that's why we do (laughs) these things now we weren't doing any kind of order prior so i really don't blame you for just listening to whatever you want but now we're kind of we got a we got a fucking system here all right motherfuckers so try not to screw it up thank you ladies and gentlemen these are the kitchen next week same heart